Hey everyone, this is Chris Campbell with another Resolutions Rundown, an abbreviated podcast where we give you the rundown on great mental health. Today, I want to offer some tips on a positive start to a virtual school semester. You know, we have a broad listening audience that represents all aspects of socio and economic categories, but regardless of where you live or your context, if you are the parent of school-aged children, you probably are looking to start the school year with some aspect of virtual learning. So in this rundown, we want to give you seven ways to get your kids ready for virtual or hybrid learning. Number one, our first suggestion is to take the time to talk about last year's school experience in an intentional way. You know, one of the things that that we are, are really locking into here with our research and the clients that we work with is the encouragement that parents can provide each of their children when they set aside time for self-reflection and sort of debriefing last year's school experience. So we would encourage you to tailor fit that to the personality of your child or your children. And by that we mean when you talk about last year's school experience, if you've got a kinetic learner, take them for a walk and talk. You know, if you have a, a spatial or a visual learner, Invite them to draw their thoughts out about last year's school experience or maybe to express that in a creative way. If you've got an auditory learner in your house, then take the time to give them just one-on-one, directly face-to-face time for them to talk to you. And while they're talking to you, take notes. Get out a notepad and let them see how serious you're taking your words. Uh, We encourage parents to let each child express uh, what they think worked last year with their school experience and what they did not think (laughs) worked very well. And, uh, you know, we do this in a way that uh, is without promise of fixing any problems that's beyond the scope of control of the parent, but really it's more for the purpose of helping your child feel validated and understood. Uh, By addressing the issues they previously faced, uh, you can help them to wrap their heads around expectations and the challenges that are on the horizon. So, number one, take the time to talk about last year's school experience in an intentional way with your child. Number two, think about setting up more social learning activities going into this new semester. Uh, The pandemic has made it clear uh, to many parents that it really does take a village to raise a child. Uh, And I'm going to recommend that parents lean into that concept as much as possible to prep for this upcoming semester of the fall 2020, maybe the entire 2020-2021 school year. And, And specifically, we're talking about thinking ahead and figuring out ways that your child, your children, might be able to get more support from fellow students or friends. You know, and we would recommend for parents, don't shy away from asking for help and get creative about that. Uh, This may look like matching your child up with an older student that they respect and admire, an older student that can be an encouragement, a role model, even possibly a tutor to help them in a particular subject that they struggle with. Or it could mean encouraging your child to do their schoolwork with friends over FaceTime or Zoom. 
or families who have regular contact with other uh, families in their community, their kids have spent time around each other in safe ways during the pandemic, uh, you might even arrange safe in-person study group times in a way that gets your kids interacting with their peers. Uh, social opportunities are one of the main losses students have suffered from continuing remote learning and even hybrid learning. Uh, this has limited some of the classroom time and of course it deprives students of important social interactions. So uh, number two, we would suggest that you think about setting up more social learning activities for the students who are in your home. Number three, we wanna encourage you to help kids create a designated school space for them to work from at home academically. As schools quickly transitioned to distance learning last year, uh, parents and kids likely had to throw together a makeshift space for schoolwork, right? Uh, now's the time to help kids set up an area that is devoted and conducive to focused, effective learning. Um, you know, we learn from private online K through 12 schools that have tweaked distance learning for decades uh, that there is some successful ways that distance learning can occur. And what we know is that with many parents working remotely and students learning online, home transforms from a living space to an office and classroom simultaneously. Therefore, creating separate Quiet workstations for both parents and their children, whenever possible, can help alleviate distractions, stress, and conflict. Uh, there's a specialist that uh, we've researched and relied upon. Her name is Julia McFadden. She's an architect uh, with Sagrias and Partners, and uh, she has specifically been involved with designing education spaces, and she suggests utilizing an extra room, maybe a guest bedroom if possible, to, to create this type of learning space environment. She says, in general, you should try to create three kinds of areas which can be near each other or spread out. She says opt for academic areas for studying and tutoring, which may be more formal with a standard desk. A kitchen table also works. And then she says try and create a comfy reading nook, as well as a place for kids to sprawl out for things like crafts or other school projects that can be done, again, using a dining table or a folding table. The goal is to create the most ideal environment you can for boosting focus, minimizing stress, and inspiring and nurturing learning. So we agree with that. And we want to, again, emphasize the third point being help your kids create a designed school space. Number four, we want to encourage you as parents to focus on physical activity as much as possible at the onset of this new school year, this upcoming semester and throughout. You know, as abnormal as the last school year was, uh, this summer was also different, too, for many kids. Yeah, you know, given a variety of social distancing measures and limitations like closed camps, etc. So if you have a child that's kindergarten through 12th grade, we want to encourage you to create ways and do what you can do to keep your kids engaged in fun and creative, active 
activities. After all, uh, we know research suggests that increasing physical activity and physical fitness even may improve academic performance. The more active children are over the summer, the more ready they will be for the start of the school year. And we trust that you found active ways, active opportunities to get your kids engaged physically. And that's always true, but even more so now, as many children weren't as active as usual coming out of the spring and even into the summer. So just simple routines like a daily walk or doing yoga, stretching as a family. You know, if you have high energy kids, experiment with activity breaks throughout the day. Some kids will benefit from a bike ride or an active play time, even if that means before they start their academic day. Again, experts would indicate that this goes hand in hand with setting screen time limits. Zoom and the lack of availability of other more interactive social opportunities since March of 2020 has increased the already excessive time many children spend with technology. The wise parent knows that the right type of limits that we place on screen time now will make it easier for children to engage socially and academically throughout the start of this new school year. Number five. We want to encourage you to make time for reading and math practices. Now, specifically, we're going to talk about reading and math because uh, those are the two primary subject areas, especially with, with younger secondary education, that requires an ongoing honing of that skill set. So, for example, with reading, we want to recommend daily reading. Whether you read aloud as a family or take time to dive into books individually and discuss, you know, you can build uh, critical thinking skills and prevent any sort of summer drop-off or last year drop-off, which will likely be even more prominent at the onset of the coming year. We want to encourage you to think in terms of sort of interesting and fun reading. It doesn't have to be super big books, but Fiction, nonfiction, and reading-relating outings as well. You know, uh, some parents have, have managed to uh, utilize news websites, and we would say local news websites, where the stories are also available in printed form, and each family member can sort of read a noteworthy news item of the day, and then getting together around the dinner table and discussing what they read in that article is a great way to practice respectful dialogue and open conversation about current events and build critical reading skills in your kids, especially older children. You know, we would also suggest maybe building in weekly or bi-weekly trips to the library. You know, that can cultivate curiosity and foster readiness for learning. Uh, th that type of activity can also fill out your child's weekly routine. While many more traditional summer activities, uh, you know, and fall activities have gone by the wayside for now during the pandemic, many libraries are reopening and figuring out a safe way to do so. And then let's talk about math. You know, you, you'll do well to engage your child, your students in your home in the practice of math skills. Uh, some kids love math workbooks and projects, but for others, you may need to build in, um, you know, special activities that have a certain amount of relevant family meaning 
to them, like building a grocery list based on weekly menus and a budget. Uh, you know, that's just a great way to practice reading, writing, financial literacy, and executive functioning skills while reinforcing basic math concepts. Number six, we want to encourage parents to think about diving into meaningful service projects. Meaningful service projects. Uh, there is a, a certain amount of flow that adds to the intellect expansion and growth of our kids. And while they're taking all kinds of facts and data and things in academically, we would encourage you as parents to create meaningful outlets based on their level of maturity, interests, and so forth. And some examples that we would share with you here would be, think about building a family Facebook page where you can sort of chronologically post the activities that you're involved in and encouraging sort of messages to other families, to other friends. You may want to set up consistent times to volunteer at local charities. Again, giving your child an outlet to contribute. You may want to start a food or a clothing drive or, or consider doing some shopping for the elderly in your neighborhood or for those who are at greater risk of COVID impact. You know, this could look like building a website or publishing your students' art in some way online, but we want to give you as parents the opportunity and we want to challenge you to come up with meaningful service projects. Talk through those options with your kids. Give them buy-in. Give them ownership. Give them collaboration. And finally, number seven, we want to encourage you as parents to keep the lines of communication open with the students in your home. You know, holding space for kids to talk about their emotions, positive and negative, can help them head into another school year feeling more calm and more confident. You know, learn as parents to ask open-ended questions about how each child in your home, how they're feeling that day, at the onset of the day, at the conclusion of the day, what are they most excited about, what are they concerned about. You know, the wise parent learns how to engage their children in conversations about how school might look different this fall. So children have the time to prepare emotionally and socially for the changes they might expect. And there, there's another aspect here, too, when you're inviting your kids to share how they're feeling about their school experience, you're not, you're not doing so in an attempt to fix it. Uh, the number one need when we feel a certain amount of stress or uncertainty is just to be understood. We don't need our problems fixed, per se, as much as we need to feel validated and understood. So the bottom line is when we let our kids express their fears and concerns openly, then we assume children know that we as adults are there for them. But sometimes we have to be very specific to open conversations that are simple and natural and they just work towards the reminder of the security that our kids have in their relationship with us as parents, especially during these difficult times. Having your kids at home, of course, presents both challenges and opportunities. The Wise family will take the task of general education and personalize each day with family values, support, and actually celebrating family resiliency. You know, there's a great proverb that comes to mind here. Proverbs 22.6 in the Bible says, 
Train up a child in the way that he or she should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Life is seldom ideal. We can make great plans, but the key to progress is being able to pivot when unforeseen events and circumstances pop up and threaten to block our progress. Even though this coming school year poses unique challenges for our children's education, there is also great opportunities to take advantage of. And that's your Resolutions Rundown for today.